Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast, supported by La Liga. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Welcome along, it is Santo, the Beach Soccer Podcast. I'm Mark Pendergast. And I'm Matt Mills. So as we sit here in our various levels of lockdown, hopefully you're not too locked down and hopefully we've got something to keep you entertained if you are. Today we'll be speaking to England captain Aaron Clark as he talks us through his newfound TikTok fame. I've always wanted to be TikTok famous. He is, he's at 100,000 followers. We'll talk through our best bits of a rather different 2020 season. Plus, the man with all the news, he writes the news, and now he speaks the news. Yeah, that's true, Matt. But before we get to that, are you on TikTok? I'm a stalker on TikTok. I look at other people I admire and then realise I'm far too old and ugly to do anything at all on TikTok. But you're a mighty fine dancer. That shall remain between me and you and the end-of-season beach soccer party. So, let's start off (laughs) with some international beach soccer. It has been played, and it was in North Africa, in Morocco. What's the story there, Matt? Yes, UAE were the visitors in Morocco. They played two games and they won a game each. It was a tight 2-3 victory for UAE. But Morocco in the second game scored five and beat their visitors 5-2. Yeah, UAE, of course, investing heavily in their beach soccer and taking their team away as they get set, which is hopefully for them a very big season. I do get a feeling with the UAE, they do invest. There's more and more players playing there and they need that little extra step, don't they, for the World Cup? And with things the way they are, I think this could be their opportunity this year just to maybe step on a little bit because things are slightly more relaxed in Dubai and in the UAE compared to the rest of the world. So they may be able to use that to their advantage. One other person who is trying to increase participation in beach soccer and the new American NBSL is Francis Faberoff, the new USA coach. And he tells us more about that here. Last December, here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we had the MBSL ID Cup. It was an amazing event. We had over 80 players participating in men's and women's division. Uh, there was a lot of great talent. There was I was able to watch 
18 matches and I see the future of U.S. beach soccer is bright, both in the men and female division. And I'm looking forward to 2021 for more yet to come. Did you see this, Matt? He came onto Instagram and he was actually asking for players. My name is Francis Farborough. I'm the head coach of the U.S. beach soccer men's and women's national team. If you got what it takes to be in our national team, send me a DM. Not just any old players, not you and I, obviously. Well, he's never seen me play, Mark. He's not got an American passport, Matt. That's the key qualification. A small spanner in the works. And to be fair, it's it's not a bad show for the likes of America because crossover when they don't quite make it in 11 aside, uh, they maybe play indoor soccer, which is big in America and also very tactically similar to beach soccer. It's not that the talent isn't there, it's just maybe that the awareness of the sport isn't there. So if you're American, slide into Francis's DMs and uh, hopefully your talent will be on display on the world stage very soon. And one of the teams that starred in the Anarch World Beach Games was El Salvador and news on their league, Matt. The plans are in place. 12 men's teams, 8 women's teams, which is that's fantastic to see and it'll kick off in mid-February. So fingers and toes crossed there, kicking off next month in El Salvador. And a new partnership for beach soccer worldwide with the West Asian Football Federation, the WAF. What this means is more activity in the West Asian nations. And I think another thing it means is seeing more players from that region in international club competitions. Aaron Clark is a big name in beach soccer. Now TikTok famous as well, as we mentioned. He's hit 100,000 followers there. And we started by asking Aaron how a boy from London ends up on the sand. So I started when I was 20. I started late in terms of I'm 29 now. I started at 21 playing beach beach soccer and obviously it was tough because I'm going against players who have played it since, you know, being kids and my first sort of international game in Thailand, I'm still trying to, you know, learn the rules and know what's going on. And it was, it was definitely an eye opener, but I guess I've always loved obviously football. I got the opportunity at 21 to, to train with the England team and three months later I made my debut in, in Thailand where we, we was playing against Thailand, Germany and Portugal. We had to play uh, Thailand in the morning and then Portugal in the afternoon. So we had to actually, on my first international beach soccer game, I played two games in one day. And I guess after that tournament, it gave me the bug as well. You know, I really wanted to go home. I saw I was I had the opportunity to see Portugal, some of the best in the world. It, I, I had the opportunity now to go home and really want to work. And for the next, you know, year or two, I spent two or three days down the sand. Obviously, it's different in, you know, in London. We had to train in, or I had to train in like sand pits in, in kids kids parks. It sounds mad, but, you know, that's where I had to learn learn the craft of being able to dribble and juggle um, with the, the manager then, who was Terry Bowes as well. We used to just go over over the sand and work on, on passing. Um, and it's interesting because our, my passing is probably one of my strengths, but that's because where we train, there was no goals. It's not. It's not a beach soccer pitch. You know, it's a sand pit. So we do lots and lots and lots of rep- rep- repetitions of passing. Um, so it makes sense why I guess my wow. passing is one of my strongest sort of thing. And then from there, I just I carried on playing. I really wanted to the opportunity to go and play, play abroad. Um, and I think it was in my second season. It was Tahiti, and we travelled to Tahiti. And Angelo Sharinzi was the the manager of Tahiti. He come to to watch England training because him and, and Terry was was quite close then at the time. Um, and then Angelo picked me, like pulled me to the side and was like, "Look, uh, if you want, there's a team that I've got in in Switzerland called Sable Dancers. I'd really like you to come and, and play play for them." And 
sable dancers were my, my first team. I went and represented them in the Euro winners. I went over to Switzerland to play for them in the league and the cup um, with the Tahitian players as well. So that was amazing for me. And just playing with just playing with different different players as well. I went um, I went to Prague and played for a team called Victoria Zuzkov. Um, we played indoor dome and in in like an indoor dome, and it was amazing. We played against grasshoppers. We lost in the final to grasshoppers, and we was never meant to be there. Like we was never meant to be in the final. Um, and I ended up getting player of the tournament against you know in that in that um, tournament there was Grembach. They then Saganowski was in his prime. Um, Dayan played for grasshoppers. They won the the um, the final and I got MVP of that tournament and I was still sort of young coming on the scene and then I've represented Barcelona, Arsenal and now now Levante as well. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing. I just want to keep pushing on and get back to playing now. What's your best memory in beach soccer? I got voted for best goal of, of the year. Me, Madge and who was the other goal? There was top three goals. Um and I I've flown I got flown to Dubai the top three goals and Madge won it. It was the it was the year they won the World Cup. But yeah, to be to be voted as sort of like top three, I was still sort of early in my career as well. Was was fantastic. Favorite country or city you've travelled to with beach soccer? I guess it's got to be Tahiti. There's not many many places like it really, especially like living in London. It's very different culturally. So yeah, I would say favorite sort of city and place that I've travelled and played beach soccer in is Tahiti. Favorite beach soccer event of all time? So I've never played in the Intercontinental Cup. Um, but I've obviously been, um, I've attended it and I think it's fantastic. But my favourite, and I've said it before, my favourite beach soccer tournament or event to play in is Copa Lagos. I think I, I love Copa Lagos. I love the vibe, the energy. You know, we've been there together, but yeah, I love Lagos. Mate, Lagos last year was sick. Toughest opponent you've played against? Do you know what? I think I'm going to give this one to Stankovic. I know obviously he gets a lot of credit, but he's someone who can just, he can just turn it on. And, you know, watching on the sideline, some people look at him and, and think actually you know he's quite low intensity but when he turns it on he's he's unbelievable and he's very hard to play against he's quick he's physical he's technically good for me he's he's all round best friend teammate um do you know what? i get on with a lot of people um but i'm probably gonna have to say uh dan hume who's the goalkeeper um for england as well he travels around me he's normally my roommate as well so yeah i'm gonna give it to dan favorite athlete when i was growing up it was paul skulls um, I loved hearing stories about him. Um, you know, there's a story about, I'm sure everyone's heard it with Ronaldo when Ronaldo was at United, he's doing all these tricks and then Paul Scholes pointed at a tree and just pinged the ball and hit the tree and Ronaldo was trying to do it and do it. I, I, you know, I just loved him because I thought he was so humble, down to earth, done, yeah. left everything on the pitch, didn't really like doing interviews and talking and yeah, I loved it. I loved him as a kid. He was definitely my idol. Uh, most embarrassing moment, any that spring to mind? Yeah, there's one that springs to mind, especially when it comes to beach soccer. So we was um, we was away. We had a young team. I was I was the captain of England then, and we went to Morocco. Can't remember what the event was called, but we was playing against the hosts, Morocco, and it was a massive, obviously like a massive game. Anyway, I was up top, and I noticed that our team wasn't really like playing out. So I run, I run back. I had a player right on me, but I didn't notice he was so close. As I'm running back to my goalkeeper, TJ, I'm shouting to him because I'm coming from far and, and it's, it wasn't the tactic that he was told. I'm shouting to him. He's got the ball in his nine-meter line holding it in his hand. I'm shouting to him, trust me, trust me. He's like, give me the ball, give me the ball. Anyway, as he's thrown it, because I'm, I'm still not quite close to it, as he's thrown it to me, I've scanned to look over my shoulder because I didn't know where the player was. As I've turned, the ball was right in front of me. So I've tried to like, react and bounce it back to him. 
not being able to adjust it, I've played the ball straight over his head. First own goal ever. And then the next thing is the crowd's going mental. It's against the hosts as well. Oh, uh, if, if the sound could have swallowed me up, <laughs> I'd, have ta- I'd have taken it. But yeah, that's definitely the most embarrassing goal. We still laugh about it all the time now. What do you always carry in your suitcase when you travel? So when I was younger, this is interesting about, especially with beach, beach soccer. Um, when I was younger, I never used to travel in terms of I wouldn't get on planes. But another thing, because of flying, and obviously I, I, I fly now, um, when I was younger, and on planes, the, the smell of coffee used to really make me sick and I physically used to get sick. Now, I'm, I'm fine with the smell of coffee. I, I love coffee, but now I still can't get my head around the food on planes. So my favorite, as I said, my favorite trip was Tahiti. Tahiti was an absolute nightmare. We had to go, there was a strike as well on the morning of when we were traveling. We went from London to, we went from London to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Paris, Paris to LA, LA to Tahiti. Door to door, it was something like 34 hours. Oh. Now I don't I don't eat plain food. I won't eat plain food. Everyone everyone knows it. So if you think thirty four hours, I understand we had some stops and I'd stop and I'd eat. But my whole suitcase, my bag, the planning prior to tra- prior to going away is preparation to eat and what foods I'm going to eat, especially pre competition as well. So I need to make sure I'm eating healthy foods. So in in my whole bag, I've probably got a separate bag. If you see me with two bags, one of them's food and one of them's my. <laughs> Much travel beach soccer player and England international Aaron Clark. Last thing to round up as we hurtle into 2021 is our best bits of 2020. A little bit of slim pickings this year for obvious reasons, but there's always a highlight. What were yours, Matt? Well, my personal highlight definitely has to be heading back to Nazareth after being obviously in lockdown for, what was it, six, seven months? When the plane touched down, I saw the stadium, I saw the beach, saw a lot of the players who obviously used to seeing several times a year. That that was a special, special moment for me. A highlight for me, I think, that, now this is something that happened at the start of lockdown and it's not necessarily on a beach, but everybody was doing that toilet roll challenge. You know, they're trying to do keep-ups with a toilet roll. I think... Every, oh, yeah. I think I it, absolutely nailed that. I'm not sure if it was the if it was something that was needed from beach soccer worldwide or whether it was the actual law, but I think every single beach soccer player did keep ups with a toilet roll, and that included staff like yourself, Matt. And I have to say, you, you weren't you weren't all bad with that toilet roll. Wow, yeah, that seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Lots has happened since then. Simpler times, shutting our house, trying to entertain <laughs> ourselves with. Household items. To be fair, Matt doesn't just write about beach soccer and talk about it. He can play it as well. <laughs> I think my favourite goal from this year, and again, link is in the description. I'm pointing downwards right now. You can see the goal there. Was at the Mundi Lito de Club in Moscow way back in February. And it was Bay Martin's chip against Spartak Moscow. He did that thing where he moves it left foot to right foot, almost like pinball style, going side, 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 and then just lifted it over the keeper. And you've got to imagine how difficult it is to chip a goalkeeper out of sand, who's probably well over six foot tall, into a small goal. There's not many players who can do it, but he did it beautifully there, and it's always a great thing to watch. Link in description. Hitting you when you least expect it. But my favourite goal, a very different one, and it was a bit more recent, it was from the Eurobeach Soccer League 2020 edition in Nazareth. And it was, you probably remember it actually, we, 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 must, we definitely posted it on social media. It was the perfect team goal from Switzerland. Remember this one, Mark? Yes, I think. Did everybody touch it? 
everybody touched it. it started with the goalkeeper Elliot and then pinballed it you know just looped it from one side of the pitch to the other and then it was just polished off by Angelo West at the end and it was for me it was a perfect beach soccer goal and I think that sums up the two sides as well he was playing for Braga at the time B Martins but individually Portugal have got some outstanding players and the strength of Switzerland is their teamwork and the fact they've got a small squad but when they all work together Boy, do they work. So check those out. Links in description now. Our favourite goals from 2020. That's just about it from us. We'll be back next month with more beach soccer. And fingers crossed, more news on what is happening this year. So hopefully things start to calm down just that little bit more. Thanks a lot for listening. Remember to subscribe and rate us, as well as follow us on all social media platforms, including TikTok, where you may or may not see Mark do a little dance. You won't, but you may see Matt juggle a toilet roll. See you next time. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.